All right, welcome to another episode of Flipside Podcast. Uh, we have Mr. Danny Land for you today. Um, so me and Danny used to work together um, many years ago um, for 21 Hospitality, for Terry Lowborn, who obviously has also been on the podcast. Because you listened to it in season two, season one, can't remember. You'll be able to find it. Um, so yeah, me and Danny used to work together um, at various restaurants in the company. Um, Danny's now um, opened up his own restaurant, Eleven, um, in Pontilla, Newcastle, um, with another couple of sort of co-founders. Um, and this is obviously sort of mid-pandemic that they actually opened. Um, so I was kind of keen to hear um, everything that he's kind of had to go through, really. Um, so I'll shut up and let you listen. Mr. Danny Land, welcome to the Flipside Podcast. Thanks for having me. So um, I was intrigued to get you on just to obviously speak to you about your kind of journey, like going into being a business owner, because I guess we've had a similar transition of being you know, an employee for a good few years and then going in, in as a sort of a, a business owner. Um, so I'm intrigued to ask you questions about that, but also obviously you've, uh, you've managed to open open up a place during COVID and I don't want to say get through it because we're still going through it, but, um, you know, survive in a, a seriously difficult environment. But rewinding to the beginning, uh, obviously you, you kind of, you, you've gone in with two other guys. How did, how did the, the team form in the beginning? Um, it was a bit of a, it's quite a nice story really, I suppose, in a way. We, I left the job that I was at to take a head chef's job at a new opening in, in town, in the city centre. Um, and that was due to open, I think, I think it was like April 2020, so just like just after COVID picked off. Um, so I took, that, I took that job and then employed Ryan to be, in the kitchen with me and then Stephen took the front of house manager's job um, and that's the three of us at 11 now me Ryan and Stephen um, and then the guy when Covid kicked off the guy who, who was going to who owned the restaurant just pulled the plug on it because he obviously just just couldn't see a way through it or whatever um, and then so it left the three of us without a job and well like so many in hospitality really and then you know, there was like that period of time when like, I mean, I applied to stack shelves at, at Little. They never got back to me, but you know. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, there was just that, that mad panic and like, like Jesus Christ, what am I going to do now? Um, obviously, like loads of options went through my head. And then I was like, well, there's me. I, I was going to be head chef. Ryan was going to be sous chef, but he'd been a head chef prior. So I was like, it's two basically head chefs there. Stephen, front of house manager, like between us, there's got to be something that we can do, like surely, like anything really. And we'd, so we'd, we'd, I, I proposed that to them and we had a look at it and like we went through loads of different ideas. I mean, the pop-up was going to be, I think when I saw you last, I was still going to do the pop-up, wasn't I? That was going to be the it for a while. So obviously I did the pop-ups prior to that, which you came to a couple, didn't you? Yeah. Um, with notes um and then 
Yeah, so we were going to do a pop-up and we went quite far with that. We had a, a venue, we had a place in town that was, um, some guy was running it through the day and then it just sat empty on a night. So we were going to do that. Um, take take that over on a night when it was sat empty and do a restaurant from that. And we got quite far into that and then thought that that was going to be the case. And then the guy just stopped messaging us back. So I don't know what happened there. Um, so then like, it left, so again, we just kept, we kept looking, kept going for new venues. Um, and then I'd just moved to Pontyland not long before it. And I kept, every time I drove past the venue where 11 is now, like right in the middle of the village was just sat empty. And th this was at a point when restaurants had reopened up, reopened in some format anyway. Um, and I was like, that would be such a good venue for a restaurant. Like it's right in the middle of Pontyland. It's a really nice building. I wonder what's going on with it. And I mentioned it to the guys and I think it was Stephen actually managed to get a contact number for the owner. Um, or sorry, the guy who was currently leasing it at the time um, and got in touch with him and like before we knew it, we'd somehow managed to to come up with a restaurant and like it was pretty, it all happened really quick and it was like one of those moments when you walk away and you're just like, what, like how on earth has this happened? But yeah, we yeah, managed to get a restaurant out of it all and scrape like barely anything together. I mean, we're really, really lucky. We got like a, a ridiculous deal and yeah. It was, yeah, a real struggle look, I think. And where did you go from there? Because obviously, what kind of, so for what sort of stage was it in terms of restrictions? Could you open as a restaurant or were you still pretty restricted? Um, I can't, I get confused because, I mean, we've been in and out of that many different ones. I can't <laughs> remember. I think at the time when we all, when, sorry, when we took over the place, I think rest, it was like that sort of um, eat out, help out sort of time, I think. Yeah. Well, it might have been no, it might have been later, it might have been sort of the back end of that. Um, and then we obviously we had a little bit of work to do to it, um, and a little bit of work to do ourselves because obviously none of us had planned to to be opening a restaurant. So like all of a sudden we had this building that we like we had no idea of what we were going to do with it really. Um so I do all of that sort of thing, and then that took us to sort of back end of November, early December when we planned to open and we had an op opening date and then we dropped into another lockdown or was it the tier systems or something? And it meant we couldn't open. Um, so we had to open doing at homes initially and like a takeaway service. And then that took us all the way through till May when we eventually did open as a restaurant. So at this point, did you have a concept nailed? Like you were, right, we've got this place and this is what we want it to be. Or was it just a case of like, we need to survive? Like what was the... Yeah. I don't think so because obviously, I mean, I didn't even know Ryan and Stephen at this this point, which this is like the, the mental thing, really. You know, I'd never I'd never met either of no, well, I'd met them obviously through the process of um the restaurant in the city, but like we barely knew each other, barely knew anything about each other at all. So we didn't nobody had a plan for a restaurant. It was just, you know, because none of us expected to actually get a restaurant. Mm. Um, obviously we discussed the pop-up so there was a style sort of developing there and we just kind of went went along with that I mean we've been really really lucky um, in terms of me and Ryan we're, we're in the kitchen Stephen's front of the house and like me and Ryan our style and cooking beliefs and ethos are very very similar like almost identical so I mean we've been very lucky in that sense so that kind of naturally developed in its own path because we both believed in the same thing and we, we just, you know, we had the space, like with any restaurant, you're restricted to what the space is. So 
we did what we felt would be best for the space and, and what what we believed in really and it, it, it all went from there it was pretty easy between the three of us you know we all kind of like believed in the same thing and the way forward so easy <laughs> no, easy in in the way in considering that three of us had never met each other it was easy to sort of develop a style of restaurant we all mm. pretty much immediately agreed on what we wanted to do and so so you, you actually had to open it as a at-home service yeah, we planned on, we had an opening day in December sometime as a restaurant and then we went into another lockdown. Um, so it was, it was almost ready to go, but not not fully. So we just stopped what we were doing essentially and just thought, we, you know, because none of us had, were really in a position to open a restaurant. Certainly financially, we'd just scrape some pennies together to get it. Um, so we had to start making some money really just to see us through. Um, mm-hmm. So we with yeah 11 at home which was just like um meal kits we changed the menu each week um and we did some you know you could come in take away coffee and we had an online shop where you could get um, cheese charcuterie wine that sort of thing um and we did that all the way till may which was di- it was a difficult thing to do initially because that was the very first impression of the restaurant yeah that anybody was ever getting and it wasn't a true representation of what the restaurant was going to be because I mean we tried with the at homes to do the food as close to what it would be in the restaurant as possible but I mean it's impossible because what you can put in a box for people to reheat at home is nowhere near to what you can cook in a restaurant so that was difficult going through that um, but it's what we had to do and that's what we've done all along we've just you know we've in and out of lockdowns and all these restrictions, but all we've all we've done through those times, and I think all, all that we can do is just get on with it and adapt to the situation. And did you? How did you kind of market the the at home things? Was it just on kind of the usual, like you know, just pushing it on social media? Because obviously you you had you know you didn't necessarily have an an existing audience, or were you just yeah. able to kind of like? Yeah, I mean that was. That was difficult and that's something that we're really still trying to push is, you know, because we don't have endless amounts of money to be able to do the, you know, spend loads of money on promoting and um, that's something we're always really conscious of. But yeah, we did. I mean, we did all the social media things as, you know, as everybody else does um, and we really try and push that. Um, I think we're lucky in where we are. I mean, our position in Ponteland is slap bang in the centre. You can't come into Ponteland without driving past us. So everybody saw that what was going on particularly when we I remember painting the, the front of the building and like we got asked like there must have been over 100 people ask us what was going on there was so much interest in it and, and I think Ponteland's like that and we've, we've been lucky that it is it's such a tight-knit community and a small village everybody knows what's going on everybody wants to know what's going on um, and we really reaped the benefits of that I think and so it was a, do you just get to a stage where you could open as a, a fully blown restaurant? Yeah, again, my memory of what sort of the time frames were, what you mean, when did we get to that stage? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously you had a, a stage of being that sort of like, you know, you're doing the at home kits, you, you, yeah. you come and collect things, but then 
what was it like going into going, change, changing from from that to a more traditional restaurant? Yeah, so we we got well. We I remember we opened on May the nineteenth, and I know that I can't remember when you you could open, but I know we we stopped the at homes for a couple of weeks. It might have even been about a month just to stop because we still had work to do. You know, I remember we we knocked a wall down out the kitchen like four days before we opened, which was madness. But um, and like, yeah, we still had a lot of work to do and just really wanted to put our focus into opening as a restaurant and really finalise everything that we'd already pre-discussed because all that was pretty much put on the back burner when we started doing the at-homes. Um, so it took a little bit of time for that. Opened on May the 19th and, um, yeah, we just we just went at it full force, really, like did everything that we could. We're still doing that now. Um, we had a, a, a really good response initially. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it was great. The opening went really well. Um, but, and I think, yeah, we got a lot of support initially. So it was, it was nice. It was, it was just a relief more than anything, just to finally get open, you know, like we've been like putting things into little tiny little tubs and into boxes for so long during the at-homes. And, you know, the space wasn't set up for it at all because it's a really small restaurant, small kitchen, small storage. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just so nice to actually like get it open because it felt like such a long time for, you know, getting it set up as a restaurant and having to go to at homes and we're doing like fried chicken sandwiches as well in the meantime and doing all that. And then just to get it as a restaurant was more of a relief than anything. So, so those sort of like takeaway um, sort of things that at home, did that all stop and then you could transition totally into a restaurant yeah, it completely stopped i mean there was discussions of carrying it on as well as the restaurant but the, the space just isn't set up for it jeremy it's 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 far too small there's only myself and ryan in the kitchen um yeah it just, it's just not possible and it meant it meant that something would have to give as a result and you know we've just opened it well you know we weren't in a position to let anything give or wanted to let anything give yeah, I mean, I've certainly found that that like you, you you have to get to a point where you start saying kind of no to things rather than yeah. just going yes, yes, like all the way because you can't like you, you do anything, not everything. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You've got to, You've got to make sure that what, which is this is what we were so conscious of, is that what you are doing is hundred percent the best it can be. And if you know if something's going to interfere with that, it's not worth it. You've got to focus on what you are doing and get that right first before you can start doing anything else. So what were the main challenges along the way in terms of from, I guess, from opening up as a traditional restaurant to, to now? What have we kind of been the main challenges, challenges along the way? Um, I mean, you know, COVID's obviously the most obvious one, battling yeah. through that. Um, you know, it's difficult for any restaurant in its first year. I mean, if you take it from the at-homes, we're over a year old now. If you take it from the actual restaurant opening, we're not quite a year, but... It's difficult for any restaurant or any new business, as you know, in, in that time. Um, so COVID was a real battle, you know, and people's confidence, I think, in going out have been hit a lot. But we just, we, we tried to not ignore it. Ignore is not the right word because that was impossible. But just, yeah, I was saying, I remember like doing, doing bits and bobs with like um, a few questions with like the magazines and that and like, I felt like we were always getting really pressed to like almost slag off the government. I, I don't know if slag off is the right 
right phrase, but like everybody was always like pressing us about that and like talking neg negatively about it. And like, I mean, I understand a lot of the reasons for that, but we kind of like took a different approach and just thought, well, I can stand here and whinge as much as we possibly want. But Boris Johnson's not going to hear me or listen to me, even if he did. So we just we just got on with it and just got our heads down, just kept pushing through it, did everything that we could to make sure that we would survive through it. And that's exactly still what we're doing now. And I think that's really stood us in, in good stead. And, you know, that's our outlook has been is that that is all that we can do um, and we'll continue to do that. Yeah, I think that's, I totally agree with that outlook of just, you got to control what you can control and like yeah. everything else is just <clears throat> it's just background noise that's just a distraction um yeah. and i think people in hospitality are really good at that because like that's you know we're, we're taught to deal with that you know we've got to adapt to a situation in like a split second you know th things go wrong like literally every single day all the time and like so that's kind of like being distilled into all of us and you like over the years so it's just like it's just normal to us I mean nothing about this situation is normal but it, I think it is normal just to like get your head down and just get on with it and do the best that you can and that is like you say that's all we can do because we don't we can't control anything else. Hmm. How have you found obviously just being a, a like totally brand new team coming into this how have you found um just like dividing up kind of like roles and responsibilities did it like just happen naturally obviously i know you've got the natural like back and front of house but it did it just happen naturally in terms of like roles and responsibilities like within the business amongst the three of you <clears throat> i think so i mean obviously there was conversations about everything but um yeah i mean that's like that's what i was saying before we're really lucky that myself and ryan have a very similar outlook on on food and our beliefs in food and the same ethos and very similar cooking styles, which is like incredibly lucky. I think considering we were two people that didn't know each other, you know, you've just thrown essentially thrown two chefs together in a kitchen and for us to have the same cooking style and cooking beliefs is, is very lucky. So, you know, that made that side of things easy. And then um, with Stephen as well, you know, we kind of, we kind of all just came together and, and we got on straight away and, um, and it yeah it's all been relatively straightforward i mean i'd be lying if i said there wasn't disagreement sometimes coarser is that like that's natural with three three grown men with with strong ideas so naturally we disagree on things now and again but as a whole it, it's pretty easy and we did we have separated the jobs or sort of like the day-to-day -day running jobs of of the restaurant up and i think that makes it easier because there's three owners you know which three owners who all work in the restaurant on a day-to-day -day basis, which is, is unusual, you know, usually in a restaurant, your owner's not there or there's one who may be in the kitchen or something like that. That That's made it really easy. So we, we, we have separated the jobs. Um, and I think that takes the pressure off everybody else because you've not got, well, you do, but you don't have, you know, a million and one things completely weighing you down and, and cluttering your mind where you've got to be doing you know all these things at once it allows us we all have things that we need to be doing but it, it still allows us enough time to concentrate on the areas that we really need to concentrate on and freeze particularly me and ryan to freeze us up to have a bit more time in the kitchen which has been really useful i think mm. i'm very jealous i'm very jealous anyone with co-founders <laughs> i'm just so jealous 
Um, I got oh, back to your your kind of like food ethos. Um, I guess between you and mine, but where where did it come? What I guess what how would you describe it? And like where did it where did it come from? Like have you got like specific inspirations that you take from, or has it just been naturally through your career? Yeah, I was, I was thinking about this this morning actually. I mean, what it is, what our food ethos is, what eleven is, is just you know it's we're really trying to. I mean, I think there's hundreds of our type of restaurant in London, hundreds of them. There's none or not many up here anywhere. It's certainly in the Northeast, there's barely any at all. Um, we're really trying to show that fine dining, um, I'm doing air marks there, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, which we really don't want to be perceived as, we do get perceived as fine dining, but we're not at all is that style of restaurant doesn't need to come with all the, the connotations that it does come with, which is like, you know, really huge bills, really stuffy re restaurants, you know, white tablecloths, over attentive service, you know, having your wine poured for you, all, all of that sort of thing. We're trying to show that like, that sort of cooking doesn't need to come with all that, that it can in fact be in a really relaxed environment, really informal environment, um, you know, our our restaurant's really, really basic. It's, you know, we've got wooden tables. The decor's, like, super, super simple. Um, you know, that our service is, it's attentive, but it's not over-attentive. You know, we don't pour the wine, we don't pour the water. And sometimes I think people almost expect that. But everything we're trying to do is the focus is just, you know, on the good food and the good wine. And, and you know, it doesn't need to be in this stuffy environment that you can only afford to go to on on um special occasions we're trying to become a neighborhood restaurant where you can come you know not every week but you know regularly at least um and it can be your neighborhood restaurant or you know of course for people out of town as well that you can come to um quite regularly and enjoy yourself but everything we do is just about I mean, it says it on our website and it's everything is just literally about the produce. It's as we buy as good a pro like both wine and the food, as good a produce as we possibly can. Um, and we let that do the talking really. Our cooking's very, very simple. Um, often with only two, three, max four ingredients on the plate. Um, you know, there's no frilly stuff. There's no fancy presentation. We let like the the product dictate the presentation really um and yeah it's just super super simple super laid back you know we play the music relatively loud um and yeah just a really informal nice a nice environment to be in the type of environment i and the and the other guys ryan and Stephen, want to eat in as well because you don't you know I, i've eaten in these type, type of restaurants and for all like you know i'm not criticizing them at all because 110 percent they have the place but you know you don't want to sit in a restaurant when you're in like a shirt that's too tight for you. you you don't know where to put your elbows you set up straight you know it's not it's not what it's not what you want and I think food is and restaurants in particular are evolving and people are wanting more of that and uh, that more sort of relaxed style and we're, we're really trying to get on board with that and really push push it because we don't feel that there's a lot of places like that in the northeast and we're really trying to push that forward and drum drum that into people yeah no i couldn't agree more um where i was so where actually was it that the inspiration came from for that style of food 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I was saying. I was thinking about this morning. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, obviously, I, I can only speak for myself here. Um, like I say, Ryan's food style is very similar, but um, but for myself, I, I don't really know where it came from. Um, I think it just developed over the years. I remember with the when I started the pop-ups, I just started without even like thinking about like oh how I want the style to be or what style I'm going to cook in. I just started cooking how I wanted to cook. I think, which obviously you know when you you're in a when you've got a job as I did obviously when I worked together with Terry and etc. You know you don't necessarily get to cook exactly how you want to cook. Um, mm started cooking in those pop-ups and like this style just almost like appeared like in front of me. And like, I remember Terry asking me like, where, like, where's this come from? How come you, I mean, at the time it was very Italian, heavily influenced. And um, I don't really know where that came from. I think when I was at Vivo, that must have had a big part to play in it. Cause I remember Terry, he gave me a load of books. One of them being the river cafe, um, to when I took the sous chef job at Vivo and I didn't really know anything about Italian cooking at the time. Um, and I just like immersed myself into it. And I remember him saying that you've got to like almost just get excited about the simplicity of it, just like one or two ingredients on the plate. So I really immersed myself into that. And I think that's really where it, it probably developed from. And then another thing that always stands out in my mind is when I went on a trip to Paris with Terry when I was like 18, like didn't have a clue about anything. Like everything was just like foreign to me. Like, you know, I didn't know anything that I was doing in the kitchen on a day to day basis. And I couldn't even pronounce all the sauces that I was making and what have you. But um, I went to this restaurant, I went to like loads of fancy restaurants, like Rubichon, which was I think the two star at the time. I was eating all these things that I didn't have a clue what any of them were. Um, and then we went to this restaurant called Le Timbre, I think. And I remember it being like, it was like this tiny, porky little bistro. Like the paint was peeling off the walls. It was like so unassuming from the outside. And you went in and like the people next to you were like smashing in the back of you. The waitress had to like tuck your chair in so she could get past that. There was one guy in the kitchen who was on crutches and you had to go through the kitchen to get to the toilet. Um, and the food came and it was just, I think it was like a three course set menu or something. And I remember exactly what we had. And it was just like really, really simple, basic cooking. And it like blew me away so much more than any of the other restaurants did. Um, and I like walked out and obviously I, I didn't really get it at the time, but I remember thinking like, like how come I enjoyed that one so much more? And it was like by far and away the most simplest one. Um, and I think just like from little moments like that, it's, it's really stemmed and, I mean, I talked about Italian cooking. I don't think Eleven's heavily influenced by Italian cooking, but it's that sort of Italian ethos where it's just like really basic, simple cooking with really good ingredients. And obviously, I mean, like anything else, it's developed into more and more over time. It's amazing how like little little things and little experiences can just open you up to yeah. a certain idea of like what you want creatively. In terms of like the creative element of the menu, do you do you kind of like equally split that amongst the two of you, or do you take the lead on it? Or how how do you work that? No, we split it between the two of us. I mean, we change we change the menu every single week. So um, the process. I was telling I was telling someone this the other day. Actually, I think it's my sister. Um, we just 
we, so we start on a Wednesday with a new menu. So we focus on getting the new menu together on the Wednesday. Um, and then we both just know that throughout the week, we need to come up with some ideas for the following week. So we kind of go away and just write some things down. And, um, yeah, write all our ideas down. And then some point towards the back end of the week, usually a Friday or a Saturday, we'll sit down together. Well, some, well, most of the time, we don't even sit down. We just do it across the kitchen. But And tell each other tell each other both of our ideas um, and then we'll write them all down. Some don't get written down because we, somebody doesn't like them or, you know, whatever. Um, and then we make a menu from all the ideas that we've got written down. And then sometimes it doesn't work. So we have to flick back further through further pages and find ones that we've, we've written down before and hadn't made the menu. And then we just make a menu from that. And like, it's really, it's really interesting way to do it, to be honest, because I've never worked like that and neither had Ryan, but we just find it much more exciting doing it that way. And we find that we're pushing ourselves more because we have to think of new menus. We have to, you know, as a result, we're doing a lot of things that we've never done before, a lot of techniques that we've never done before. And we're just, we just, it keeps it exciting for us because essentially like every week we're just playing around with ideas and we're just, which is what a restaurant is, I suppose. We're just playing around with ideas and we're, we send them out and just hope to God that people like them. That's awesome. Do you feel like you're like in a kind of a place where you, you're kind of all happy with how the concept is at the minute? Obviously, I know it's early days, um, but you kind of do you feel like you've sort of like you've hit you hit the groove in terms of how you want it to be at the minute? I think so. Yeah, I mean, definitely happy with the start. Um, like you say, it's still early days, and we can always always be better. Um, you know, and we'll always try to be better. But yeah, I think for, for where we are, for the, the times that we've gone th- gone through, we're happy with where it is. There's still, you know, an incredible amount of work to do to really like, to really get it going further. But yeah, for, for now, we're de- definitely happy with how we're coming across. I think it's just drumming that message into people, you know, because I think, you know, for a lot of people get us, there's a lot more people who don't get us, you know, and we've seen that, we see people, you know, walk past and look at the menu, you need to tell the thinking like, what on earth am I reading here? Because I see like fermented this, or, you know, they see a, an, an ingredient that they're not familiar with. And we, we can understand that. We know that that's, you know, we're, we're battling against that. And that's really what we're trying to achieve is to, you know, to to show people that this is, you know, we're not trying to be anything fancy. We're not trying to be anything clever. We're just, you know, good cooking with good ingredients. And it, it can be, we're, well, we're really trying to be approachable for, for everyone really and and show that you know you don't need to be scared of those ingredients that you don't know or you know whatever it is you know we want it to be very approachable so I think that's our biggest challenge and that's what we're really trying to break break down those barriers really yeah I think it's it's always a difficult challenge isn't it finding that like happy medium between um not necessarily educating well, yeah, it could be sort of like educating your audience yeah. and keeping and keeping some people guessing and going and interested, but, but while also just being able to be um, open to a big enough market that actually it makes it makes sense as a business. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think that's and that's when I was saying about there's not much these style of restaurants in the northeast. Like that's that's a challenge as well because I remember. Terry said to me years ago that Geordie likes potato with with every meal. And he's, he's absolutely right. They, they do. I do as well. But like, it's, 
it is hard because a lot of people don't like look at what we're doing and they don't get get what we're doing. I mean, I remember a guy before we, I mean, it was absolutely ludicrous, but before we even opened, we got an email. We put some sample menus online and we got an email off some guy saying like, your menu sounds so unappetizing. You've got like, <laughs> pick like buckwheat and retired ex-dairy cow on. He was like, quite frankly, it sounds totally unappetizing. Good luck to you all. You, you're going to need it. And it's just like, that's like what you, you, you challenge, you're competing against. It's just like, it's ludicrous, man. We hadn't even opened, but this. So, yeah, that's, we're aware of that. I'm aware of that challenge, but that's the challenge we've set ourselves to really try and break down those barriers and, and to to be that approachable, informal neighbourhood restaurant that you can't, that people can come to every week. And, and so far, you know, I think we're doing well on it. Like I said, there's a lot more work to do on it. But, um, I mean, we had some people on came on New Year's Eve who said that, they came because it obviously it was a special occasion and they came and it what necessarily wouldn't be normally a place that they would come to but they couldn't believe how nice it was and that they'll definitely be back and that's that's like music to our ears really to hear something like that that's exactly what we're trying to achieve yeah and i think that that message will just compound amongst the community that you've got already won't it that's yeah as time goes on, people have got too much time on their hands in terms of that. I can't believe that you got an email before you'd even be open it. A complaint, and you hadn't even served any food at that point. <laughs> people have got too much time on their hands. Yeah, exactly. Funny, funny. Um, is there anywhere you want to? I mean, obviously the restaurant, but like, where can people find you? Um, where can people find the restaurant? Anything you want to shout out? Um. Well, we're in Pontyland in Northumberland. Um, yeah, I mean, we're pretty big on social media, so you can check us out on there. It's 11, at 11 Pontyland. Um, I think it's the same across all the three. Um, and just, yeah, I mean, I'll just really encourage people who are, like, on the fence or anything just to come and just try it out and just see what it's like because I think, well, hopefully they'll find that we're not this really fine dining pretentious restaurant that we we do get perceived as and I, I can't understand why we do get perceived as that but yeah I just really encourage people to give it a go love it well I, I need to come and uh, come and come and see it because I still haven't been to 11 so you do live in Manchester in your defence and, and there has been a there has been a pandemic so mm-hmm. but I will I definitely will get um get along for sure man sweet thank you for coming on it's a pleasure it's really interesting to um to hear the journey and all that yeah thanks for having me